What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No, no. no. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a Game Podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Things are well, and this is Game Source Podcast number 135. This is Gerald, better known as Yes, and I'm here with the, well, uh, he doesn't like to be called the star of the movie, but I hear, as I hear the uh, commercial for uh, Twitch come up on the air, um, appreciate all of our Twitch watchers that are going to be watching on today's podcast. I have the, how should you say, the main protagonist of the uh, actually hit movie um, Nintendo Quest, which is available on Vimeo.com if you want to see it right now, but also with bonus features, I believe, were just added, Is that if that's not correct. Is, Absolutely, is- yeah. Okay, and then also as well, the movie is available. I understand on pre-order with Amazon. Is that is that correct as well? It is. It's it's available for pre-order on Amazon worldwide. So uh, go pre-order yours today, guys. You won't be disappointed. Ah, uh, it's it's awesome movie. Uh, we rated it a nine point five. It is probably one of the best experiences of any entertainment medium that uh, we've had this year. Uh, it is truly heartwarming. Uh, it's truly enjoyable. Uh, it takes uh, the the audience on on multiple ends of the spectrum as far as uh, emotions are concerned, and it, it's it definitely uh, will hold up over the test of time as one of the great pieces of work for uh, uh, video game film uh, for many years to come. Uh, oh, in our, you, in our friend. those are some mighty kind words. I appreciate it. Definitely. Well, it's it's well deserved, you know, to to go through what you went through with the with the film and. And Rob, everything and all the work that that you know, not only him but the rest of the staff does uh, did as far as the movie is concerned is just just put out an awesome product, and it's it's just a truly great film experience. Um, but you guys also have the gamer cast going on between uh, Glenn, you, and Rob on on weekly, and they want to check check that out on Potomatic.com. I know you guys just got finished uh, uh, taping one yesterday, so I know that's something that's a weekly episode for you guys. Uh, definitely want to go into that first before we head into on uh, some some gaming talk. Yeah, we we actually touched on. I'm not gonna blow your outline here, but we touched on a few of the things that we're gonna talk about today. So I'm really excited to hear your point of view 
Um, but I'll let you introduce the show because I don't want to give anything away. So. Oh, no worries, no worries. And then actually this will lead into uh, your newest podcast, uh, which uh, I know I know you want to share with everyone out there that's uh, just getting started and underway as well. Um, but uh, as you know, in the, in the gaming scene, the big news this week, this past seven days, has been the release of Star Wars Battlefront, uh, which I know... Um, yeah, you and I both have been very excited for. I was like up and down at point, different points of time in the realm. Uh, sometimes it looked good. Sometimes it didn't look so good. I went to GameStop Expo, and, and like Rob, I was kind of like a little down on it. But then I tried the beta, and then I go high, low, high. Well, you know what? I got the game uh, first day, and I know you got both versions, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, and, and so you're really getting that kind of great perspective out of it. Um the the numbers are quite strong uh, for that you know as far as the early numbers coming in uh, number one in the UK as far as is concerned uh, one of the highest um, entry week totals uh, of the year uh, so that's great news um, I know EA has, has reported very very strong sales I know GameStop says that sales might not be meeting their expectations but they're still strong overall and they. They expect with obviously the Star Wars hype over the next uh, you know three, four, or five weeks as the DLC comes in and also the movie comes in as well, that sales should be strong throughout the holiday quarter. So uh, that being well said and done, um, your thoughts are man in the know regarding everything Star Wars, Mr. Yeah. Jay Bartlett. What are your thoughts on Star Wars Battlefront? So you guys got to play, I believe you and Rob got to play the pre-alpha or the alpha version that's um, correct. The game. Uh, I remember you said one of the early issues you had with it was the lack of the John Williams score. Yes. Uh, wasn't in there heavily. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, and then, of course, everyone got to uh, sign up for the beta for that weekend for free. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the Walker Assault mode, which is essentially... The one we got was, of course, the Battle of Hoth, which makes perfect sense. Um what struck me, first of all, in the beta was the the, the grand scale. Um, like, it felt foot by foot like the exact replica of that battlefield from Empire Strikes Back. Like, you die very quickly in Battlefield, or sorry, Battlefront. There's no, no secret there. I mean, you can get a few kills off before you yourself go down. That's just the nature of the game, I believe. Um, but they're very... They're very good at putting you right back in the battlefield, and you don't really feel like you're you're, you're missing out on much. Anyway, mm -hmm. that, that being said, uh, so I popped in the game, uh, and the first mode I wanted to try was the horde mode. I can't remember what it's called now, but you can play co-op with a friend, and you just go wave after wave of of guys. I, I liked it, man. Uh, right off the bat, I mean, it's do you not agree? It's one of the most beautiful games that that oh, I. I I, that I will not dis disagree with you at all on. Uh, I mean, aesthetically, uh, as far as it recreating the the look of of Star Wars images, and and obviously going beyond that in and providing uh, you know a newer depth that that the movies couldn't provide as far as areas uh, in, in, inner workings as far as it's concerned, going into areas that that you know obviously couldn't be detailed in the movies. They went above and beyond aesthetically, and it just as far as an eye catcher, it just really is probably the best looking game of this year. Yeah, I, if not one of the best I, I I believe I've ever seen. There's there's a few things that pop into my head when you're in uh 
We did the capture the point mode. Again, I can't remember what it's called in Battlefront, but you're essentially the pods come down and you have to hold the pod for a couple of minutes and then your team gets a point. That was by far our favorite mode so far. And uh, the, the, Hoth, the Hoth level, there's a lot of under, underground caves. And you go through these caves and it's really dark. And then when you come up to the surface, you're blinded by the light like you would be when you first step outside on a bright, sunny winter morning. That was one of the first things I noticed was, wow, that's a really, really clever use of, what is that, a lens flare? I don't know what that is, but it makes you feel like you're actually going into the outside for the first time. It's really well done, really spectacular. And uh, to me, the most awe-inspiring is when uh, uh, I first entered the Hoth level, and and the the detail in the Hoth level was just amazing as far as in the jungle area is concerned, and just truly was just... (laughs) awe-inspiring as, as, as far as the level of detail, even as far as when you go walk up to the trees from close up, uh, you see the, uh, I guess, the lizards that would inhabit uh, the, the forest moon of Endor just climbing up the tree. And even that detail, uh, and yes, you do see Ewoks as far as it's concerned, but, but to even though a smaller de- uh, degree, the detail uh, was truly uh, commendable as far as it's concerned on the aesthetics. But as far as the gameplay itself, you said you, you liked some of the smaller modes that were available. Um, and, and you talked a little bit about Walker's Assault recreating um, the, the larger space battles that, that we've become familiar with in the Star Wars uh, realm. But uh, your overall thoughts on the game, because I do want to tell everybody that's listening or watching out there that you will be providing a review um, uh, soon uh, for yourgamesource.com. Uh, yeah. As far as it's concerned, a written review and a final verdict on the exact whole game itself. But uh, being that being said, done, it's just your thoughts as far as what it was like for you to be transformed into the games. Well, I've been a huge fan of the series from the beginning. I absolutely loved the first one. Uh, as it stands right now, uh, as of this broadcast, the second one I still find is an overall better experience. Overall. Um, but I will say... Um, it's a very different shooter than, than I'm used to. It's it's they, They've done it right, and when I say that, it feels like Star Wars, meaning you take a blaster bolt or two at the most, and you're dead, unless you're a hero. Mm-hmm. That's what Star Wars is about. You get shot with the blaster, you're gone. Uh, when you're Luke or Vader, you, you swipe a guy down with the lightsaber, he's dead. I really appreciate that. As frustrating as it is sometimes... That was one thing that, say, in, uh, for instance, The Force Unleashed, if you play The Force Unleashed, uh, which is a very God of War-style kind of game, you do all these elaborate combos with Starkiller. Well, they're very cool to watch. It's not really realistic when you're juggling a stormtrooper with your lightsaber and he gets back up. You know, I mean, he'd be, he'd be cut down. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, I got to tell you, man... <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to dive too much into negative ne- negativity about the game, but I'm I'm really disappointed that there's nothing to do with the prequels. I'm very, very, very let down by this, and I'm hoping that the season pass will bring the episodes one, two, and three content. Because one reason I love Battlefront two so much was because it it married everything together, and, and you got to enjoy everything. And there just seemed more. There was more ground vehicles. There was more tanks. There's just more of everything. And now you're talking about two generations later on a console that you could have hundreds of characters on the screen at once. And it just seemed like there's lacking a lot of those vehicles. Um, 
What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know if you're a huge prequel fan like I am, but do, do you want to find that it, it's missing a chunk of the game? It would. It would the, the, the original uh, uh, Naboo uh, battle, I think if it included that as far as whatever anyone's thoughts are on the prequels, uh, at least to have that imagery the, the of the Naboo battle start as before, just as the battles you know got started uh, with all, like you said, the infantry and vehicles that were that were there at that time. I think that would have been very nice to add in. I'm hoping that they will add that, that part in. I'm not as fan, big a fan as you are on the prequels. Um, uh, but that being said, and done it, it obviously to, to pay some respect and homage to that, that time frame on obviously to get everything in the canon correctly. Uh, Cause I know now everything is so important to the star Wars canon. Um, it would have been nice if they would have actually been able to include at least one planet uh, from that realm that that and give it the proper respect that it's due. Um, I definitely would. You know, there there are some scenes, uh, there are some scenic areas that definitely could have been included, um, and just some really neat ideas that they can still institute uh, along. But along with that, you know. Uh, that being said, you know the prequels, uh, their absence was felt, but so were you know as as I have said before, um, you know space battles uh, really need to be addressed. I really think it needs to be in fighter squadron. Having fighter squadron within the realm of the Death Star would just be you know it would be fitting you know and obviously you know when the name says Star Wars, you're supposed to be having something at some time you know a battle in the stars. So to speak, yeah. so that would that would be awesome that 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 if that takes place. Um, but my thoughts on the game as a whole, um, it, it's missing. It has some issues. It definitely has some issues uh, as far as, uh, yeah. and 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 it doesn't get a clean pass for me. And some odd, um, I guess the voiceovers uh, it sounded like uh, Sally and Ken from HR at Dice were were actually doing a voice, or or Rick from the break room at times. Oh, man. You know, if you're going to those lengths to get all the the, the imagery, images and, and and to get the licensing for that, why not go all the way? Why not spend ever you know the x amount of money and get those those pre recordings from? You don't have to actually ask you know Harrison Ford to come in and voice you know himself again. Just grab some samples from the movies, pay whatever you know fees there is necessary. Go all the way as far as the authenticity authenticity of the actual experience itself. I mean, you have so much that's close and reminds you of, of going and stepping into an actual Star Wars realm, and it gets taken out of it on certain occasions when Princess Leia really sounds like, you know, just, it really sounds like, uh, uh, you know, somebody from the, you know, Sally from the lunch area, you know, just like really just, it's just really is not, not well put together on that realm. Uh, it's a lot of the voice acting and then some of the, uh, the, um, you know, Empire or, or Rebel, you know, um, people that are trying to, to stir you on to, to continue the battle just really just kind of turn you off because they really just don't sound like they were ever part of that realm. I, I, am I making sense when I say that? So it's just. I, I, you absolutely are, my friend. I noticed that right away when uh, my first hero I got to play as was, was uh, Darth Vader. And it was like. Darth Vader had like inhaled helium or something. His voice was really high, and you know what? I I'm not a nitpicky kind of guy, but you could you could have done a better job on Vader's voice. Even if you didn't get James Earl Jones, you could have got somebody and used the right tone. 
I would just get grab the samples from the actual movies and call it a day. And and there you go. Obviously, they have access to the source material, so yeah, why why not do that? Um, another thing that was really bizarre to me was, I, I believe Battlefront on its own can stand. I think it's a complete game, despite what some other people uh, think. I, I do think it's a complete game, but there but there's a lot of things that that I would I would change, like skins, for instance, like how Luke is Return of the Jedi Luke, and this is just a small gripe, but wouldn't it be cool if you could do, like, a New Hope Luke and, like, Empire Luke? I mean, that's just a small thing, and it would cost X number of credits to unlock that. But exactly. I, exactly. I think it would have been really cool to have different skins for each hero. And while we're on the topic of heroes, while the game is balanced, what's going on with, with the characters they chose? <laughs> the, the, the Empire gets Boba Fett, the Emperor of the Galaxy and Darth Vader, and then we get Han, Leia, and Luke Skywalker. It just seems a little bit, you know. It would have been I would have chosen Luke, Obi Wan, and Han or Leia. But I mean, to have or have, even Yoda to that to some extent. Exactly, because I think Yoda would have been good Yang to the Emperor's Yang, uh, as so to speak. So um, maybe they'll be adding him in at some point. Um, I have a little bit of an issue as far as some of the upgrades. I wish, you know, the, the game and the action flows itself well. And yes, there is a lot of deaths involved, but I still feel, even as a casual player, I think for casual players, it's something that game that they really can grab onto because you will feel more like a part of the experience than you would if you play a Call of Duty um, or a, a uh, Halo Five at this point in time because those those games are really if you don't. If you don't keep up with those games in any end uh, amount, you will get, get lost, you'll get trashed, and you'll get owned, and those games become unfun real fast. Uh, yeah. My experience with with uh, you know Black Ops Three, uh, you know I had played it in, in in a while. Like, boy, did I pay the price! And it just you don't feel like you're part of anything. Whereas with Battlefront, even if you die a number of deaths. You could still hop on a Tie Fighter, hop on an X-wing, get it, get a moment in the at-at, uh, you know, just get, hit some uplinks and walk or salt, you know, something that can make you at least feel like you're you're contributing to something greater. And yeah. and uh, to casual players, that means all the world. So I really think, as a whole, yeah, they're, they're like I said, the homing shot and the iron cannon, I would get rid of because those those are. Yeah, I, I know those are later unlocks for people who really play in the game, but those are kind of, uh, um, I should say, they, they kind of change the game as far as it's going to make it make it a, a momentary uh, unfun for, for some other players because they're just, you know, you're they home in on you and, and just hit you and kill you right away. It, just, it sets an uneven playing field with those individuals that have those type of weapons. But that outstanding, I think the game overall for me... Um, it's not lacking too much as far as not having a single player mode. It would have been nice. I know Amy Hennig from the Uncharted series is coming up with uh, ideas and and creating a game, uh, helping create a game and a story that that will hopefully knock our socks off because she, you know, in the Star Wars realm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But you yeah. know, uh, the game itself, Battlefront, I think it has a lot to offer. Um, I think it's a very approachable, it's the most approachable game of the first-person shooters for the casual player, uh, which I think who this is catering to. Um, it's not catering to Mr. I'm playing Evo, you know, I'm, I'm in Evo, or I'm, 
I'm uh, I'm playing, uh, you know, the the I'm going to go and, and go join the esports, uh, you know, tomorrow type deal as far as it's concerned. That, that's high. That's a high level of, of shooter that I don't think the that Battlefront gives. But Battlefront gives a nice casual experience. And basically the game, with all its issues, with all its flaws, is still the most fun I've had playing this year. I will say that. I know I said that yesterday, uh, you know, because we had some 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 issues with some individuals that, that don't particularly care for Battlefront who didn't even play it yet. Right. But, um, you know, that being said, it is the most fun I've had playing a video game this year. And that that to me, that that's worth something. Yeah. Uh, there's better games out there. There's more quality games out there. There's more quality games I've played, but there is no more fun game I've played this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that you just jump in and you can play for an hour, half hour. You don't have to have this big commitment. You can jump in, do whatever mode you like. It's got something for everybody. It has the, the, the ship combat. It has the ground assault. It has the, you know, the team-based stuff. You can be the Jedis, the Sith. Um, and I really, I really like how it's not... And this is nothing against Halo because Halo is very beloved to me. But I like how you don't have to s- spend you know ten minutes taking down the guy's shield, and then you have to take down his life bar before you can kill him. It's just, it's basically like you see him and you shoot, and if you miss, you're pretty much done, right? Because there's no big jumps or rolls. It's like you're just like a soldier, right? So you're not doing all this acrobatic stuff. And I really, really appreciate that. It really feels like Star Wars. When you come around a corner and you see three or four stormtroopers, and it's just you, you're dead. You are dead. There is absolutely you can you might take out one of them, but you're dead. And I really feel that that hit the Star Wars feel. I really love that about it. Absolutely. And and when that music plays, it still doesn't play often enough for my taste. But when that music plays and gets you going, it, it just feels so awesome when you're just running it through like Hoth or Endor or or what have you, and and experiencing those 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 great times. I mean, I, my first trip on Endor, like I said, not only did I get lost and enjoy being lost because it's so so beautiful and recreates Endor like I've never even thought it could be recreated, but, you know, I ended up walking and bumping into a speeder bike. I'm like, oh, speeder bike. Okay, let me give this a try. I hit the button, and then I'm actually getting the thrill of being out of control as I go through the trees just like as if I would, you know, uh, like like – uh, like like in the Return of the Jedi when the Ewok you know actually you know starts and goes he goes that was me you know I was like oh wow and I'm just going through the trees and the next thing I know I'm getting on the at at you know just blowing everybody away and doing an orbital strike and then I'm getting into getting into a Tie Fighter and you know those kind of experiences all within the same game like in Walker Assault is is unmatched and that that for, and unmatched in a way of having fun and that. Oftentimes we get into semantics about you know how it, it, you know structured this game is. Does it provide enough? Why is there so much DLC? Things is the game fun or is the game not fun? Uh, it comes down to man, really. And and to me, it, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, we know there's the season pass. They've announced it. They've said that there's four uh, pieces of DLC which will have you know new units, new weapons, new ships, new heroes. So it'll be like Call of Duty. We're going to get one a season. Which, you know what? Some people don't like that. Some people do like that. Unfortunately, it's 2015, and that's just the way the industry is. Seasons exactly. Are, are a huge part of games, and they're not going anywhere. So, and I, and I look forward to because, I I mean, 60 bucks, you're going to get another, another game's worth of content out of it. You're going to see the Force Awakens stuff. 
hopefully you're going to see the prequel stuff. You're going to see the whole saga come together in one big package. And, and uh, I can't wait for it. I'm really excited. And I know uh, as soon as they're finished with the season pass, uh, Battlefront 2 won't be too far behind. Because I know that's uh, what's talk. I'm sure they'll alternate uh, yearly with, uh, with Battlefield. Because uh, obviously Battlefield 5 is on the horizon for next year. But Battlefront 2, uh, according to, to EA, uh, spokespeople have, have said that, uh, you know, Battlefront 2 is something that, that's definitely going to be in their plans. Um, and then they can make it, they'll have more time to make a complete game. They only had about two and a half years, I believe, uh, to, to hone this game. So maybe they can go ahead and start, uh, you know, hashing out a, a, a great storyline for a single player campaign. Um, and then, then just honing in on, on all that stuff uh, that's been talked about for the multiplayer. But for right now, what it is, Battlefront is definitely for 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 many a great uh, great experience indeed. For uh, you know, and like I said, it's not a game of the year in many stretch of the imagination, but it's something that to me is a, a heck of a lot of fun. And sometimes we forget about that when we're playing video games. And and you know, obviously, Jay, you're having a great time with it. I am as well. Uh, if you check out our our streams, I. I got a chance to stream it the other day, so if you get a chance, check it out on our Twitch channel or our YouTube channel. Uh, just you know, see me going crazy, and I'll be doing it again uh, hopefully real soon as well. So, your final thoughts on Battlefront? Uh, and I like I said, people will be looking forward to your final score on the game uh, yeah. uh, whenever you send that review in. So, like like I told you, I, I want to spend a good chunk of time, and I've I've spent about ten or twelve hours with it now, but I really want to dig in and make sure I've left no turn or no stone unturned while I'm examining it. I will just leave you with this. I mean, Star Wars is so beloved. It's such a beloved franchise for so many of us, for so many different reasons. And again, it's like, I kind of draw the analogy like with J.J. With Abrams and how he has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Like he has to make the next Star Wars and he has to make it good. The people who are making Battlefront, you know, I, I, I grope and whine a bit about Princess Leia Han being the heroes, but no matter what happens, you're always going to let somebody down because everyone has their favorite character in the universe. And I think everyone just needs to be patient. All our favorite characters, all our favorite levels, it's all coming. Just going to be there. I, I'm, I'm stoked to play more and give you guys a review. Uh, so far, it's really positive. Oh, that's good. That's great to hear. That's great to hear indeed. Uh, and another great game that's come out this holiday season, which I know has garnered a lot of talk as well, is Fallout 4. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to play it yet. Uh, oh, but fa- I'm sorry? I have, of course, yeah. Uh, okay, sweet, sweet, sweet indeed. Um, I know Angry Nick has got a video up on our, our Game Source YouTube page with him trying to uh, finagle his way through the early part of Fallout 4. Um, but I want to say this. Uh, could we have underestimated the the p- uh, potential success of Fallout 4? I know we talked about it uh, with me and Rob and and uh, Doug and and Josh on our one of our previous podcasts on our Halloween podcast regarding how well we thought it may do, but uh, it looks like it's really going to be coming on strong. Um, possible game of the year contender right there, and also on top of that, some strong sales as well. Um, it's still part of a heavy marketing campaign for Microsoft, uh, and including this week, and they're advertising, if you catch it, that if you buy an Xbox One, they're saying, you know, this is according to, to Microsoft, that you get a free copy of uh, Fallout 4. So that being said, it, there's a heavy push indeed. 
Um, and if that's the case and that you are able to, you know, so many people get you know, Fallout 4 in their hands, your thoughts, is the, is the push and is the, the hype for Fallout 4, were, were we a little underestimating it beforehand? And do you, how far do you think it will go with Fallout 4? Oh, I think it's going to be game of the year for most publications, hands down. Are you um, sure with MGS5? I mean, that was a, a lot of choice with a lot of other individuals as well. So again, I, I can't speak on Metal Gear because I haven't, I have it, but I haven't even touched it yet, so I can't even speak on it. Um, I do have two very close friends of mine that are, they know everything about Metal Gear. I mean everything. And what they told me, and I don't let this sway my opinion, I'm just saying what they told me was it wasn't as good as 4. The open world doesn't work as well as it should have. There's a lot of empty-handed quests that don't really make sense. Um, but I'm looking forward to trying it. All I know is when I scroll through my Facebook feed, my friend, all I see is Fallout this. Did you know there's this hidden here and there's this and find out how to do that? It's all Fallout. I've only played about five hours of the game myself, and I'm a huge Fallout fan. I absolutely loved 3. Uh, 3 was actually the only 360 game that I have every single achievement on that I went back and did everything. Very nice. Because I absolutely love the game. And I'm... I'm it's going to sound weird, but I'm really proud of Bethesda that they've really come into their own, and now they're a AAA company. I, I'm really happy for them because I think they deserve it. Uh, there's no game out there like Fallout. There's nothing like it, and I think it's a good thing. And one of my big grapes with another franchise I love, which is Destiny. Uh, have you played Destiny? I have. Oh, yeah. and, okay. and I, I, I will say this. Um, uh, as far as the, oh, a little feedback. I'm sorry. Um, Destiny is concerned. I could not get into it because the, the the story for me was just, you know, at that time very problematic. So in order to get to the point where you're you're enjoying it, which is level 20 and beyond and whatnot, to start doing the raids, you had to go through somewhat of an exhausting process uh, for for me and many other gamers as well. I, I totally agree that the, the Destiny story doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but uh, you would explore Russia in Destiny, and I know that it's an MMO, and it's different from Fallout, but it's kind of the same. What I mean is this. You explore areas of in uh, Destiny. They want you to look everywhere. You go into all these caves, and there's absolutely nothing in them. You might get a chest. You might. It's a cave with a bit of water and nothing. You go into a little shack, in Fallout in the middle of nowhere, and you're in there for half an hour. You're opening cupboards, you're gathering materials, you're, you know, you're, you're turning over stuff, and it's just you feel like you're in this world. Yeah. And from what I understand, this one is, you know, ten times the size of Fallout 3. Uh, it's bigger than Skyrim. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting into that more. I'm just, at this point, not really in an RPG mood. But when I am, I'm, I'm going to dive into it for sure. I, I don't see how, I don't see what game is going to beat that for game. Uh, the, only the only thing, thing I have issues with, with as, as, the only thing I have issues with, hey, and, and Rob, the director of Nintendo Quest, Rob McCallum, is now online. How are you, sir? Good. I couldn't bear to let Jay have all the spotlight just once. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, but we're talking Fallout 4 right now. Um, the only issue I, I have with them as far as aesthetically have made, still seems to use uh, or at least rely on uh, maybe an older engine, 
uh, that that makes it look too much similar to to the Skyrim and Oblivion um, aesthetics. But uh, otherwise, like you said, it's such an expansive game and definitely definitely a high quality game indeed, and obviously a game of the year contender uh, as well. Uh, Rob, I know you were contemplating before it came out about Fallout 4. Uh, any new thoughts on Fallout 4? No, still waiting for the Game of the Year edition. I am a little disturbed by your comments, Gerald, that you're upset with the graphics. It doesn't need to be 1080p, 60 frames per second to be quality, my friend. No, the story, no, it, the mechanics, the expansive universe would all trump that. We don't need to nitpick for things that we wish were different. It, it sounds like it's great as it is. Let's just enjoy it instead of always coming up with one negative con. But overall, it's still, like you said, a great experience to go through. Uh, I just, you know, I guess being on a new platform, um, many ish, many have, have have said that maybe it could have looked a little bit more, a little bit better aesthetically, I, I would try to say, as far as it's concerned. But um, it is truly a great experience indeed. Uh, you know, there you could nitpick every game. I mean, uh, we just went over, Jay and I, over Battlefront, and I know you have uh, been in the fray as far as is concerned. Uh, you've not played Whatever Battlefront. What do you mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, as we were uh, in the fray yesterday uh, in regards to thoughts and opinions on Battlefront, but, <laughs> uh, you know, your thoughts, Rob, going back on both a full Fallout 4 and Battlefront, how, how do you see how those strong titles will do for the rest of the year as far as is concerned? Well, those are really the two main games that I think everybody's going to be looking for, right? These are multi-console releases. Uh, they're not exclusive, and they are the kind of biggest tiered AAA games, maybe even Quattro A games that are out there. Uh, what else is really left to come out that is really going to make a splash with the marketing of Star Wars or the fourth in a series like Fallout with the amount of promotion that they've done? Certainly mm -hmm. not Just Cause 3 and certainly not Xenoblade Chronicles X. <laughs> this is true, or, or Rainbow Six uh, Siege as well. Well, that's um, still around, I forgot. Yes, yes, uh, they haven't delayed it yet. But Jay, uh, do you think Call of Duty still has a large enough foothold uh, on the industry? Uh, they're still, like I said, number two in the UK uh, as far as sales, uh, still holding strong there. Uh, do you still see Call, out, Call of Duty you know, coming out on top, or do you see... see one of those two titles that is getting so much uh, media attention right now, getting uh, you know, getting the upper hand this holiday season. What I see a lot of, and we talked about it on our show yesterday, is I see a lot of guys, uh, gals, gamers, what have you, reluctantly buying it. They're they're in they're in line. They're like, uh, okay, well, I guess it's November six. I have to get the next one. Oh, what is the guy in the cover? He's a spaceman now. Okay, so I guess I'm in space or whatever. And it's like, it's almost like a chore. And it's, there's a lot of Black Ops fans, and there's either they like Black Ops or they like the Modern Warfare stuff. So now it's like Black Ops here. So it's weird. It's just, I don't understand why people feel the need to buy it. I mean, I don't know. I certainly have no interest. I've never had an interest in Call of Duty ever. Um, I still think it's a juggernaut. Absolutely. I mean, it's still the biggest online game played, right? Like, console-wise. Um, I don't see anyone taking that away anytime soon. Certainly not Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Uh, certainly not Star Wars. So, I don't know. I personally have no interest in it, but it's. I think it still has power. Yeah. 
Uh, definitely, but it, as I said earlier, with my experience with Black Ops 3, it just seems like it, it's just, if you're not playing it on a constant basis, it, the game could be really hard, really difficult as far as, and really unfun for, for someone uh, really quickly because just, just the amount of people playing with so much experience on it that you have to play you know, several hours each and every week. Let me just step in, though, because you mentioned earlier how how you thought Battlefront was so accessible, and while I agree with you to a certain degree, I will say it has the same leveling up system that Battlefield and Call of Duty do. So when you're level one stepping into Battlefront, you have nothing. You have a standard issue Stormtrooper blaster. You have no jetpack. You have no grenade. And you're going against level 30s and 40s that have heat-seeking missiles, jetpacks, you know, Mandalorian this and that. So I think all of these games are difficult at the beginning. Makes sense. Yeah, it does absolutely, and and that's why they're uh, doing the progression system that that has been so common in free to play games. Uh, they've all adopted it because they want longevity for for their title. But I still feel even as that level one, when you're only given the basic amount of items, I still feel if you get the right power up, uh, or you know, you're still able to make a contribution uh, that you wouldn't be able to make in a Halo Five or a Call of Duty. Um, you know, Rob, uh, we've gone back and forth as far as his concern on, on, on Battlefront, I know, and I know you still uh, have leaned against it, um, but do you, do you, you know, from the, the times that you were able to see any footage of it, do you think it seems like it's more accessible to a casual, a casual audience or, or, you know, maybe caters to a more of a hardcore feel? Uh, well, I think there's options for both players. It's all in how you choose to play. I think um, it's going to by design cater to more of a hardcore audience that is going to get probably more hours of enjoyment out of the multiplayer versus like the single player mode uh, which includes bots and a horde mode and, and, the, and the campaign which seems too short for some people's likings. Um, you know, you're talking about the learning curve and stuff, Jay. I find that not only is the learning curve high, but you have to constantly train to be at the top and be able to compete online with these kind of games. And I think gamers like you and I, and I don't mean to speak for you, and Gerald, I don't know your skill level, but I don't have the time to invest in such activities or hobbies where I'm going to get frustrated because I can't keep up and, and perform. That's not the kind of gaming experience I want. But that's just me. I know a lot of other people that love to get on the edge of their seat and, and you know, after work, play nothing but, like, five hours of Call of Duty or Battlefront or... So let me, let, me just, let me stop you there and say that I've spent about 10 or 12 hours with this game right now, and I was just tell, telling Gerald this, that it, it's not... It's skill-based, yes, but that's a very small amount, and this is what I'm trying to, to, to get at. So when you come around a corner, you're a rebel soldier, and, and you there's four stormtroopers, you're dead. You're dead. There's absolutely no way. You can maybe take out one, maybe two of them, but you're dead. And that's what I really like about Battlefront. There's not all this dodging and jumping out of the way. It's just you're a foot soldier. You know, you can duck behind a crate. That's it. But it's really realistic. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, there's, not, there's not huge kill counts. So I don't think there's a whole lot you have to master because you're going to die. You're going to die a lot. Even guys that I went up against that were level 40, you know, they shoot one guy, then he gets shot. So it's... It's a lot different, I find, in Halo or Call of Duty. You can't really camp spawn points. That doesn't exist because they they move you around so much. They they really fixed that, which is cool. Plus, you can also at times get the friend system where you can actually uh, spawn with where your 
your you know whatever design friend that they have for you in that particular game. So right. he, if he's on the other end of the map, uh, you spawn up right behind him. I, I thought that was nifty, uh, and I thought that was uh, something that that you know clearly helps from that type of like you said spawn camping from taking place. I, I can tell you right now, there is only one game that I've ever played where multiple deaths are just part of the experience. Um, I, what you're describing turns me off even more in which that you've always got to die and that there are a bunch of no-win situations. <coughs> and that's just part of it, that you can't you know, become an expert or a master, uh, which is a little bit of a double-edged sword based on what I had said earlier. But the only game I can tell you that I've really enjoyed where there's multiple hundreds... Dozens of deaths given in any given scenario is Meat Boy. That's the only game I've ever played where I enjoy dying over and over and over and over again. Every single other game, I'm not a fan of dying to the point that I can't expert or master any given scenario. But that's me. Didn't you say it was a hashtag Meat Boy frustration? Yes, there, there was that. Fair enough, fair enough. But indeed. I blame the salt. I blame the salt in, in, in that. Not, not Meat Boy. Meat Boy's okay. But they can check out your Twitch channel, uh, Nintendo Quest uh, underscore Rob. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And they can see some of that hashtag Meat Boy frustration, uh, indeed, uh, with one of your Hello Internet videos. Uh, hello Internet, I'm listening. There you go. Uh, great videos, indeed. And if you get a chance, uh, check it out on uh, Rob's uh, Twitch channel or also his YouTube channel as well. Jay, are you, are you streaming yet or part of the Streaming Nation? Uh, I started uh, about uh, six months ago. Um, I haven't as of... I haven't for a while, actually, no. Just been busy with other things. I don't know, I might pick it up again, but I don't know. I don't find it as entertaining as some. It was cool at first, but uh, I don't know, maybe we'll pick it up again someday. You never you, know. You I bought mean... a capture card and everything. I'm only doing it because it's super easy with the push of a button on my PS4. Yeah, I bought a, I bought a capture card to edit videos together. And uh, we both decided that uh, we weren't going to go down that road. So. <laughs> well, but yeah, all, the, all the time you save, even though the cost of a capture card, to figure that out early on is still a huge savings in time. Yeah, but, but remember we were going to do, uh, you know, Let's Play Ghouls and Ghosts videos and stuff like that that we decided, yeah, nah. No, you said you were going to play Let's Play videos, and I said, I'm not a Let's Play guy. Yeah. But that he's, you know... Doing videos now that are kind of because it's a push of a button. Yeah, exactly. And even with Xbox One, it's only a couple steps more, so it's really not that hard as well. Um, it makes it a lot easier to to be involved with that. Um, so check that out on uh, you know both the you know Rob's and Jay's Twitch channel, and then also as well uh, uh, Rob's YouTube channel, and, and you know, check out also their their Facebook page. You can get the latest uh, info on all their, uh, hopefully, all their streaming is concerned. Um, and finally tonight, we want to talk Black Friday because it's, again, this year's episode of the Black Friday podcast. Uh, and there's a lot of great deals out there. Jay, you're going to have to inform um, our listeners, viewers, whatnot, as far as the, the, the beloved country of Canada is concerned and how they... Uh, have the mega deals uh, for for the Black Friday season, but uh, I know we've got some whoppers, Rob, in our area, in our neck of the woods uh, as well. But I want to hear first, Jay, and I'm intrigued to know. It's you know, have, have you been uh, scoping out exactly any good deals that are coming on, or let our 
listeners and viewers know what, what's going on in the Black Friday for, for anyone in our Canadian audience? Uh, no, I I work at, uh, I manage EB Games, so I will be behind the front lines. So I have never been one to actually be able to go out for the Black Friday or Boxing Day sales. I'm always working them, so... Um, I can't speak as to what we have. It's always top secret, and I can't talk about it, but uh, it's always 20 30 bucks off new release titles usually. I don't know specifically which ones, um, but it's always really good deals. So. Oh, sweet, sweet. Um, and uh, for those, uh, I know, Ra Rob, before I go into it, Rob, is there any... Um, you know anything that you have earmarked uh, possibly to get either online, you know, and that's a lot more online sales are going on Thursday, Friday, and then also the beloved Cyber Monday. But anything you've got uh, targeted on your I, radar? I was fine until this afternoon uh, until Heman.org uh, posted a link uh, to Maddie Collector, which is Mattel's adult collector site, and they have quite a few He-Man figures from uh, their Masters of the Universe Classics uh, line that are like 50% off. Like some figures are $10, $11 each. Castle Grayskull is 50% off for $150 bucks instead of $300. Nice. Uh, so, and they have like, uh, they also have the Ghostbuster license for doing like replica, I don't want to say movie props, but they have like the Proton Pack, the Neutrino Wand, the Ghost Trap, the PKE meter, and uh, the goggles. All that's 50% off, too, and it all looks great. <laughs> too much good stuff, right? Are you mocking me, sir? No, it's just, I can see. Like you said, you, I could just hear it in your voice. Like, oh, I was going to get by clean. It was gonna I, be was I was fine. I was fine. And then you know what happened? I rolled some dice, and I got one out of six, of course. I rolled a one. I always roll the one, Gerald. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, those were some great deals indeed. I know you might have to... Uh, Pull out the wallet, which uh, you know, like just I could just hear and see in your 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 reactions that that's something maybe you were trying to see if you could skate on by without doing. But uh, I pulled up the web page and I had to look over my shoulder to see if my lovely Mar wife Marcy was watching because I was you know adding stuff to the cart and then I heard her coming down the stairs and I had to just close the page. Couldn't do it. <laughs> One step away and then the sound of her footsteps. Just like you know what, I have other priorities. We want to do other stuff with Nintendo Quest. We want to do other fun adventures. So instead of toys on the shelf, we'll invest in something that's maybe a little bit more fun. Fair enough, fair enough. And as I stated earlier, Nintendo Quest, the best gaming documentary uh, uh, in quite some time, a 9.5 out of 10 from us, and truly a great film experience. It's available now on Vimeo, but also available, available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, you got to get it. And there's bonus features you've been added on the Vimeo.com, uh, yeah. correct? Yeah, for now, Vimeo looks like it's going to be the only site that's going to have the bonus features. Again, that was really something we had to push for, um, and it only happened because the, the community has been so vocal about wanting to see more of Jay's journey. And the DVD was not going to happen. It really was not going to happen, and I was just too stubborn to allow... Uh, a film about, you know, prioritizing the physical collection over digital stuff to only have a digital release. And again, the vocal community stepped up and said, I'm not buying this unless you put it on DVD. So I just kept sending all those comments and all those tweets to our distributors and said, come on, let's go. So the better that the DVD does, the chances of, uh, of having that bonus content on a disc will happen one day, and then maybe even Blu-ray. Sweet, sweet. We're definitely looking forward to that. Um, anybody who is uh, going to watch it on Vimeo.com is going to get a lot of great bonus features. 
or if you want to pre-order it, hey, go through our portal at yourgamesource.com. takes you right to Amazon where you can pre-order the awesome DVD of Jay's wonderful experience in the Do you, does, does GameSource get like a, a few pennies for redirecting traffic like that? Uh, supposedly, that's what Amazon tells me. Well, there you go. That's a way for everybody listening and watching to help out uh, GameSource without having to do anything, without having to open their wallet. They're going there anyways. Go to GameSource, click on their Amazon link, and then buy Nintendo Quest. And we truly appreciate it if you do. It's a very kind of gesture, and we truly just appreciate any support indeed of that nature. It's Hey, you're going to go to Amazon anyways for all your Black Friday shopping. Uh, then go ahead through our through our portal at yourgamesource.com. You'll see it right up there, right at the top of the screen. Amazon, boom, you're done. You're right there. Uh, and speaking of Black Friday deals, um, I know, like I said, uh, the if you are interested in the consoles, as far as it's concerned, if you do not have an Xbox One, uh, there are a lot of great deals out there. I know Dell is uh, particularly is running a great deal starting on Thursday. Uh, with a 2.99 uh, Gears of War uh, bundle, which includes uh, an extra controller and Fallout 4, uh, so that's a great deal indeed for 2.99. But isn't it ironic, gentlemen, that uh, the two biggest bundles from PS4 and Xbox One will have games remastered from previous generations, being the Uncharted collection and the Gears of War collection. How ironic is that, as far as it's concerned? I think it's one of the big things for the, uh, the Uncharted collection is you get the, the multiplayer beta for Uncharted 4, which is something Sony is very famous for doing. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not such a fan of that. I really, I, as much as I do love the Uncharted series, I certainly don't feel the need to go through it again, at least for... And even with Gears of War, um, I'd be much more inclined to get the uh, the NHL bundle or even the, the Battlefront bundle for PS4. But I know that's uh, that's the one that's earmarked with a lot of retailers here in, uh, in the United States as far as um, uh, two for the 299 deals. It's either the Uncharted collection or the Gears of War bundle. Uh, Rob, I know you've probably seen some of the ads out there or checked out our site, the Black Friday page at yourgamesource.com slash blackfriday.html. I've seen a lot of the ads. I posted a lot of the ad scans online already for gamers. Um, but, you know, how ironic is that indeed as far as it's concerned with, with uh, games from previous generation now going to be uh, top sellers in a way once again? I, th- I think it's kind of smart marketing. I mean, it's, it's that value buy, right? You're getting more than one game plus a system at a reduced cost and you're gearing up for another game in that franchise. Um, Jay, it's the 1080p 60 argument all over again, right, with Uncharted. Right now you can play all that stuff and stream from your PS4 at 1080p 60. Um, I want to go through the games again. Um, That's me, but, you know, I I really fell in love with Uncharted up to the last level and every single one that I played. The last level bosses, the cameras on those, I I don't know, just... It wasn't like Super Meat Boy where I had fun dying. Those, Those games were something else. Um... But it's not just the, the the collections they're packaging. They're throwing in stuff like Fallout 4, so you can get like the best of the last gen plus the latest one on this gen, so to speak. So it's pretty easy marketing. And let's not forget the cost of re-releasing HD titles is probably easier to give away than a new title on its own. It's true. Uh, what was the previously the the top PS4 bundle that was being sold was the Last of Us bundles. So that's that's something to note indeed. That like you said, it's uh, their the cost through uh, just 
basically a very smart marketing plan on both Sony and uh, the you know Xbox One part. But you know, people got to remember too, if they just get the Gears of War remastered, they're also getting the capability, and I think they're getting all the game, Gears of War games free as far as it's concerned. On top of that, if they play it uh, by a certain date, so if you want to check it out. Um, We've got a whole bunch of deals that we have set up on our Black Friday page at yourgamesource.com. Just check out, click on the Black Friday link, and there you go. I will be posting a lot of stuff on our Facebook page as well, um, which we have been doing, you know, constantly, nonstop uh, for the past uh, few weeks as well. So as we gear up to Black Friday and the holiday season, I uh, want to wrap this thing up for you guys. What are you guys looking forward to on this this holiday weekend? I know Jay, uh, you'll be working hard at, at EB Games, but when you're getting off uh, duty, what are your plans as far as concerned? What games do you want to target this holiday season? Ah, uh, well, it's going to be getting to level 50 in Battlefront. That's a commitment I've made 100%. Uh, like you said, it there there hasn't been a game this year that I've found as fun. And it's just so easy to get into. There's no real commitment. You can play for five minutes. You can play for five hours and uh, jump in and out. Uh, I really want to dig into Fallout, but I have to get into that mood where I have a couple days off and I have nothing else going on, and I can just sit there and get into it. Fallout's definitely not a game you can just play for an hour. Uh, Absolutely. You're in it. You're in it for a long stretch indeed. Uh, Rob, anything else you want to gear up for this, this holiday season? Uh, now that my patience level has dramatically increased while playing Blood Bowl 2, um, <laughs> I feel like I finally can knock off some of the stuff in my backlog. I want to finish Tales of Zelia so I can jump into Tales of Zestiria and play that new release and then jump back to Tales of Zelia 2. Um, and probably just a bunch of indie titles that, I, that I've been picking up on PlayStation Plus that I haven't got to yet. Um, I should mention with Black Friday, Retro City Games has just given me the green light to announce that they're giving 25% off everything in the store. So if you're, in, if you're in the Las Vegas area, they have some amazing Saturn games, some great consoles, a lot of NES titles have just come in, and Super Nintendo stuff. 25% off everything is pretty huge for their already reasonably priced games. So, and, with yeah. the re- and with the recent announcement of uh, Xbox One's backward compatibility with 100-plus titles and the recent announcement of PS4's backwards compatibility as far as with the PS2... Uh, that definitely that deal is going to be be really really good. But uh, before chances we chances are chances are drilled, you can probably just pick up a PS2 and get 25 percent off of that and still play and have no problems. I hear you. I hear you. But a lot of you know a lot of people they just like it all in one neat neat sure, little package. Sure, but who knows what's on what list? Xbox One isn't a complete library, and chances are your favorite game isn't the one that's on their True. list. So. True. No, but that that leads me to to the last question: um, PS4 compatibility with PS2 or Xbox One compatibility with those Xbox 360 games? Which appeals to you more? I like the PS4 that is compatible with Xbox 360 games. That would get me excited. <laughs> Anything short of that, I really don't care about. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Jay, Jay, what are your thoughts? Uh. uh. <laughs> Does PS2 compatibility matter to you? It didn't really matter when they added it on P or when they had it with the PS3 entry level uh, beginning uh, Be- units. Being collectors that we all are, no, it doesn't interest me because I never got rid of anything anyway. So my PS2 is right there beside my PS3, which is beside my PS4. Um, I can certainly see the appeal, but 
then you still have to go out and find all these rare PS2 games that, you know, it's not like you have a, an online list to choose from. Um, it's, it's okay. Um, I, I like the PlayStation a little bit better because I don't like that the Xbox One is doing, they're releasing games every month, so it's like, oh, you know, does this game work? I'll have to look it up online first to see if it works. I'm not a huge fan of that. You know what? And I was telling Rob yesterday too. You can go down the street and get a PS2 for 35 cents. Do you know what I mean? So it's not a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, they're not rare. They're pretty cheap. And I'm telling you, if you go to somewhere like Retro City Games, Black Friday or not, or your local retro shop, you say, "Look, I want to support you guys instead of GameStop, which is selling PS4s. Help me out here. Let me get five games. Let me get a console. Give me a great price." It's going to happen fair. every time. I I couldn't agree with you guys more on that. Um, as far as is concerned, uh, I think what they sh- should be doing uh, PlayStation f- on PlayStation side is they should make PlayStation View part of the PlayStation Plus experience. Uh, PlayStation, I don't think what's PlayStation sh- View? Is that PlayStation Now? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, PlayStation Now. Sorry, PlayStation View is the TV channels. Well, they should also incorporate that with the PlayStation Plus network, but that's a different argument. I, I got that beat, Gerald. I got that beat, and we were talking about it on, on GamerCast yesterday. They should treat the PlayStation Now titles like they do the PlayStation Plus subscription titles. Just let you download them to your hard drive, and you can't access them unless you're a subscriber. That's what okay. iTunes is doing with uh, Apple Music. You can download it to your hard drive, but if you don't sign up or you don't renew your su- subscription, you can't access that song anymore. Good this agreement. isn't rocket science, and then people can use their own economic you know, judgment in terms of space that they have on their hard drives. And life's uh, one happy pappy. Come on. PlayStation News, uh, PlayStation Now is not that much of a revenue ga- gainer for them that they need that they continue to justify selling it as a separate service. Incorporate into the PlayStation Plus program. And, yeah, I would and pay just, ten extra bucks to have that in PlayStation Plus. So just bury it in the cost. You and I both. You and I both, indeed. Um, well, uh, before we go, I do want to talk to you guys about your podcast. Um, I, I know, Rob, first you talked a little bit about the GamerCast. Can you share uh, a little bit more about what you guys talk about, what you guys are all about as far as the GamerCast on the Podmatic? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Jay do that. I always plug that stuff. Jay's getting better at this, and I want him to keep doing it. It's less work for me. Well, I got his other one he's got, he's got on the Oh, podcast. so he's... He, okay, you're going to get him to plug his Star Trek podcast. Okay. So <laughs> GamerCast is a video game podcast with Jay, myself, and Glenn, and we talk about all fanboy fanatics, and every now and then we dare to get into something important. Um, we try to have a Universal Evergreen show. You can find it on nesclub.podomatic.com, patreon.com slash gamercast, and it's on iTunes, on Stitcher, I believe it's on the Android store, and I've tasked our producer Glenn with uh, putting it on a bunch of other podcast sites as well, so that'll be it there too. I think the bigger cool thing is that the Power Tour episodes are all over the place now. They're on Vimeo, of course, there's a page for that. They're on my YouTube channel. Um, They're on our Facebook page. Episode 2 comes out um, on the 23rd. What day is today? The 24th. Tuesday, 24th, and one every month. And I'm definitely looking forward to that one for personal reasons, uh, selfish for reasons as well. Well, if you were a Patreon subscriber, Gerald, for $1, not only would you get about 15 to 20 minutes for every audio podcast that comes out every week now, you would get early access to these episodes for $1 a month, $12 a year. I might have to do just that. Just saying. It's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer, indeed. 
Um, and if that's been the case, Jay, you've got your own podcast that you started. We've talked a lot about Star Wars and, and uh, Battlefront and the Star Wars scene. Uh, you've got your own podcast that you wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about as well. I know uh, a little bit. Uh, so tell us more a little bit about Far, Far Away. Uh, it's a Galaxy Far, Far Away podcast. It's on uh, podbean.com. Um, my friend uh, Josh Schmidt and I, we were actually, Rob and I were on his show a couple years back, way back when Nintendo Quest was called the NES Club. And uh, him and I just started talking about Star Wars. <laughs> And before I knew it, it was like 40 minutes in, and we hadn't really talked about games much, and he knew a lot, and I, I just wanted, you know, a dude I could talk Star Wars with, because, you know, God knows poor Robin Glenn get onslaughted every single podcast, every single day with, hey, did you see the new trailer? Hey, did you see this new shot? And I just want someone that I can talk to who will find stuff like that fascinating. And we just, uh, the first episode is out now, and we just dig into the three main trailers pretty much frame by frame and uh, talk about some of our predictions on The Force Awakens and some of the crazy fan predictions that are out there. Um, episode two comes out tomorrow, um, and it's going to be bi-weekly, so every other Tuesday we're going to have a new episode. So it's a galaxy far, far away. Uh, search that on Podbean, and uh, we'll see you there. That sounds great. great. I'm looking look forward to it. it. All right. Not that feedback. Well, it's been a great pleasure having you guys on the podcast. This is Game Source Podcast 135. Uh, and I will give a final plug since we're all about plugging here on the show. <laughs> no, not us. No, not us indeed. Uh, it's at Game Source on Twitter, Game Source on Facebook, uh, Game Source on YouTube, Game underscore Source on Twitch. Um, if you like us, subscribe to us. Don't forget about the GamerCast and NES Club pages as well. Uh, check out the NintendoQuest.com so you can get all the latest and greatest info on Nintendo Quest. There's box art, the documentary is, as well. That's coming along swimmingly. I, I know you did some uh, shooting recently at Retro City Games uh, in Henderson, Nevada, a great place to go, by the way. Um, so I know that's coming along very well. And, and you know, again, we're offering uh, any help that you need getting that done. It's is is you know, just have to ask. We'll we'll definitely do our part. Uh, well, I know I will. Can't say anything for anyone else on on the staff, but I know I will. I don't trust so, Angry Nick. He'll never pull a share. Yeah, uh, uh, you and I both. But anyways, um, once again, want to thank everyone for joining us, watching, listening, what have you. We truly appreciate your time. Check out all of the stuff that we're doing on Game Source all the stuff that they're doing for Nintendo Quest, all the stuff that they're doing for He-Man documentary, the box art documentary, and everything as far as what Rob and Jay are doing and Rob and Jay are up to. Please follow and like and, and subscribe and whatever you need to do to keep up to date with all what we're doing. We truly appreciate it. We hope you have a great, happy, and safe holiday season. Guys, want to share any last thoughts before we head on out? Happy New Year. Yeah, Gerald, uh, thanks again for having us. Uh, we, we love your show, man, and we'll be guests any single time. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, great to have you guys on the podcast. We truly appreciate it. Um, thanks for your time. Thanks for everyone's times out there, and uh, thanks again for watching, listening. We truly appreciate it, and I hope you have yourselves a great day. 
Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.